Welcome to Life Source Church. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Today you're going to hear a message from Pastor Walt that we hope encourages you. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you here today. Um, You may have seen Facebook posts that I put up last night or not. Just know that our air conditioners are really having a a challenging time. Okay, the air conditions are real old, and so they're they're working hard and can't keep up with this heat, all right? Uh, There's ice involved, all sorts of good things. So that's why, in fact, I meant to look at this. We will ceremoniously turn these on just to keep the air moving, okay? So, um, and it is cooler in here than it's out there, right? Okay, good, we're ahead on that. But I wanna begin our time of worship today um, thinking about this question. What is the point of music in our lives? You know, what's, what's the deal? What's, what role does music have? And, and uh, does, what's the Lord tell us anything about it? You know, scientific research is discovering what we've all kind of intuitively known all along about music, uh, and that music can make a really big difference in our lives. Now, now this isn't surprising because God created us to be musical beings, right? He, he, he made us so we can recognize music and appreciate music, make music ourselves, and, and it even connects to our subconscious feelings about what goes on in our life. How many of you have ever uh, been out somewhere and all of a sudden a song came on from, your pe- from the past and all of a sudden you had the same feelings that went along with that song, right? I mean, so it's, we're very interconnected with us. Uh, and so um, when these things are combined with our conscious awareness of music and what's going on there and how it affects us, it's no surprise that music can have a really powerful impact in our lives. Now, some of the things that, that scientific research is showing to be true, things that we all pretty much already kind of knew, um, 10 things here that, that uh, and, and obviously there's lots of details and ins and outs with this, but basic truths here. Music can improve mental performance, okay? Music can reduce stress, and music can help you eat less. I realize I need to listen to a lot more music. <laughs> music can improve your memory, it can help to manage pain, it help you sleep better. It can improve your motivation and your mood. It's even showing that music can reduce symptoms of depression. And it can improve physical endurance and performance as well. So it's no surprise then that God tells us to sing, is it? To sing as part of our worship of him, both in our individual lives and in our worship together. And he says this many times in Psalms. And we're going to talk about some of that later this morning. seated. So we start off today talking about music and uh, what a big deal it can be in our lives. And so it's not surprising that God uh, told us to sing in our worship. So let's, let's take our Bibles today and turn to Psalm 96, one of many places that God tells us to sing. Um, we want to focus in on this, but let's, let me read the whole psalm with you here today. Follow along as I read here. Psalm 96, 
It's on page 687 in the Bible that's under the chairs there. He says, oh, sing to the Lord a new song. Sing to the Lord all the earth. Sing to the Lord, bless his name. Proclaim the good news of his salvation from day to day. Declare his glory among the nations, his wonders among all peoples. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods, for all the gods of the peoples are idols. But the Lord made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before him. Strength and beauty are in his sanctuary. Give to the Lord, O families of the peoples. Give to the Lord glory and strength. Give to the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Tremble before him all the earth. Say among the nations, the Lord reigns. The world also is firmly established. It shall not be moved. He shall judge the peoples righteously. Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in all its fullness. Let the field be joyful in all that is in it. Then all the trees of the woods will rejoice before the Lord. For he is coming. For he is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. What an awesome psalm that is to me. So many rich things in there to ponder and to, what does that mean in our lives and how do we live? Things that are, are encouraging and challenging and inspiring and, and ending with a reminder that it matters because God is, makes judgment. He's going to judge, right? And if we know the Lord is Savior, that's going to be a judgment of how did you do with what I gave you not about going to heaven. And if um, the judgment of, of those who don't know the Lord it's going to be a hard thing, but so he reminds us that what we do in this life really, really matters. But what I want to do today is focus in on just the very first part of this song. We get it, sing, right? Three times in the first two verses he tells us to sing, that we are to sing. But what's interesting to me is he says in the very first one, oh, sing to the Lord a what? A new song. A new song. Okay. What's the point? Why does he say that? What does that mean for us? I get it. Sing. Sing a new song. Okay. So what I did, I do what I always do when I look at things. I'm trying to figure out what God is saying in his word. I said, well, you know, maybe if I go to the Hebrew here and look at the word that was originally written and then translated new and song, two new words. And so I looked up song. And, and you know what the Hebrew word for song means? Song. Oh, so I said, well, let's look up new. Guess what the word new means in Hebrew? New. All right, so a new song. He says that we should sing to the Lord a new song. So that means that in some way, we're supposed to sing what? A new song. I suppose that means that from time to time, we need to sing songs that are brand new to us. Okay? We need to bring in a new song. Uh, if for no other reason than the fact that the Lord told us. And I think before we're done today, we'll see that there's, there are more reasons than that. But so a brand new song or maybe a song that isn't new, but it's kind of new to us uh, or songs, you know, that 
just in general. And God doesn't tell us how often to do this. He just says to do it. And so from time to time, we need to sing a new song. Okay, so I got that figured out. That's what it means. But I still didn't have an answer to this. What, what does it really mean in our lives, though? Why does he say sing a new song as opposed to just songs? Well, what we want to do is, is look today at some things. See, this, this is not unique to this passage of Scripture. Um, it, this idea of a new song shows up seven times in the book of Psalms, shows up once in Isaiah, and two times in the future, in Revelation, which hasn't even happened yet. So this, this kind of goes throughout Scripture. We're talking at this point over 3,000 years that the Lord has told us to sing a new song, and then in the future, whenever that happens in Revelation, new song then, okay? But so there must be something really significant about this idea of singing a new song. And so as I look through the scripture, I, I think that, that there are some things that I think would be very helpful to us. Helps understand that singing a new song is more than being just about singing a song that you don't know. Hmm. Um, and so the first of those things is this, that a new song means that we're singing about something. We're singing about what God has done in our lives. Psalm chapter 40, really cool song. I encourage you to read it. Um, David says this about what God has done. He says, he also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock, and established my steps. Um, <clears throat> so I play disc golf, or I try to play disc golf off and on, and sometimes my disc, well, maybe not sometimes, often my disc goes places I never intended for it to go, okay? And so you know, sometimes you're in a marshy place or a swampy place and you're trying to, to step, oh, there's a clump of grass or there's a, a log, right? And you know what it almost always happens, don't you? All of a sudden it go, oh, you're trying to run, drag your feet out of the mud or whatever, and you finally find, you're up, oh. Solid ground feels good, isn't it? Now that's a silly little thing, but you get the idea between feeling, have you ever felt in your life like you were in that mess? That you were in a lot deeper than you wished you were into something? And, and it's hard to get out? And it seems like every step you take, maybe it's getting worse? Well, this is the kind of thing that David's talking about. So this is my life, right? I, I was in this pit. I was in this miry clay. And, and what the Lord did is he, he, he lifted him up and put him on a rock. And he's talking symbolically. But the idea is the Lord set him on solid ground. Okay, now here's what he says next. He says, he has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. And so what we're seeing here, this idea of a new song is connected. This is something that God does in our lives. It's not just about singing new words to new melodies. It's about something that God does in our lives. And so uh, this starts with salvation. I mean, think about this. Jesus talked about this, right? He talked about the people who, who followed him and built their lives upon him. Their lives had a what? A solid foundation. And those who built their lives on other things and not on him, they had a foundation made of sand. And when the storms come, and by the way, you ever had a storm come into your life? Some of you are probably in a storm here today. It's going to show what your foundation is. 
Okay, and so the Lord, but when the idea is when he delivers us from that and he, he sets our feet on something solid and we're able to go forward and, and he gives us hope and, and we're, we're able to walk through life now, continue to live with him with this new experience with him of understanding how he works and understanding even more about his word and life. When all of that's happening, he says he put a new song in, in my mouth. I don't think David here is talking about specific words and a melody, he's talking about that God gave him something that can now come out. That he can talk about and glorify God and that he can share with others who need to hear it. But the real key what I want you to see is that when this idea of a new song points to something that God does. Something that God is doing. Um, you know, there are so many songs out there that are written for Christians and churches, and, and not all songs are created equal, okay? But, you know, it's a challenge, and so when we're trying to pick songs here, in New songs, we try to pick songs that, that are going to point us to the Lord, point us to Christ, what He's done, point us to the truths of His Word, uh, like we sang this morning, these things. Uh, but there are so many songs that are not like that, you know, and I'm kind of, I'm just, I'll make this up as I go, but it's kind of like, you know. Jesus makes the lovely clouds and the sky so blue. I think I'm in love with him. How about you? I just made that up, okay. That's not what we're talking about here, right? It's not talking about us and this and this, this, this idea of a new song is reminding us that our singing should be based on what God has done. It's about God. It's not about other things. It's about Him in our lives. And that brings us to the second one. We're singing about the nature of the life God has given us. The nature of the life. What do you mean by the nature of the life? Um, well, let's look at this, go ahead and look at the scripture. In Romans, it says this, we were buried with him through baptism into death, that just as Christ was raised from the dead, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. And this is, I say this when we baptize someone, you know, raised in the likeness of his resurrection, to walk in newness of life. It's not just that the life is new, although it is. The moment that you recognize that you have sinned against the holy God and that you are separated from him and that separation is going to send you to hell and you instead believe what the word says about Jesus dying for your sins and, and rising again from the dead and, and you put your faith in him to be your savior. The moment that you do that, you receive new life, don't you? It's life that you've never had before. It's eternal. It's God's life within you. All right? So it is new. But this idea, newness of life, is a little different. It isn't just new. Newness is a quality. It's a quality. Let me give you an example. If you buy a new car, I don't know how many of you ever get to buy a new car. I haven't done that in, since 1977. Anyway, you buy a new car, and you open up the door and you sit down in it, what do you notice? It's the smell, that's right. What's it smell like? A new car. That's right. Okay? Because, so you have, it, it is new. It's new to you. 
but there's a newness to it. You know what I'm saying? The, the quality of it, it's, it's, it's new. Um, and so, so it is this idea of God's intention in our lives. That when we live our lives for Him, when we walk with Him, we, we submit ourselves, we surrender to Him, we grow, we tell, and this is going on in our lives, that God works, um, I don't want to say it, let me see if I wrote something down here to help me remember. That's right. The idea is that we will discover that there is a newness to that kind of life. So I've been saved for 1975, 47 years now. And uh, I just pretty much guarantee you that any morning I get to go outside and sit on my deck and open up my Bible and spend some time with God, something new is there. Do you know what I'm talking about? You get that? It's, it's something, it feels new. There's a newness about it. In other words, you, you buy that new car and eventually one day you get in the car and you go, the smell's gone, isn't it? It wears out, it goes away. Fact, by the way, did you know that you can buy new car scent to spray in your car to fake everybody out? I'm not talking about new car scent or fake scent. I'm talking about the reality that when I sit with the Lord in his word or as I'm going through life and talk, as I listen to somebody share their heart and all these kinds of things, that there's, there's this newness to it. It it's never gets old. It never gets stale. It never wears out and gets, goes away. It's always a newness in it. And so I would say to you today that if you, you feel like, yeah, my relationship with God does feel stale and, and worn out, and what, what's going on? Well, I'd say one of two things. Either you need to re get refocused back into your relationship with the Lord and really pursue that where you will experience that newness, or maybe you don't know the Lord. Maybe that's what needs to happen. You need to, to receive Christ as Savior and settle that. Okay? So the, the new song means that we're singing not only about things that God has done, but we're talking about the nature of the life that he gives us. It's a newness. It's, it's fresh. Um, it's new every morning. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. All right, so the third thing. When we're singing about uh, the, the new song, we're singing about a present reality, not just a past experience. I think this is so important. Um, I found myself there a few times in my life, and uh, maybe you have too, where when you're thinking about your relationship with God and you're thinking about you know, what you've experienced with him, what he's done in your life, you start to realize that that's all way back there somewhere. You know what I'm talking about? When you first got saved and you believed and you... You did it and you trusted God and you stepped out and obeyed him and he, he was faithful to his word. All those kinds of things. And it changed you and grew you. And now here you are years later, but you're looking back and saying, wow, that is all way back there. You know, that's not God's intent. God's intent is that it's today. That your, your experience with the Lord and your relationship with him Yes, it's based, it's built on all these things that happened in the past, but it is still real today. It is still alive today. 
It still matters today, and so you're doing it. And I put an asterisk here next to this one because I really say, this matters, okay, folks, this matters. Your, your, your faith can't be about something that happened in the past to you. It needs to be lived out day in and day out with the Lord. And the scripture uh, you know, communicates this idea of a newness about things. Uh, go to, uh, I, I did a paste and cut, uh, cut and paste mistake again. I'm sorry, this is um, Lamentations. It says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. So every day when you wake up and get up, the Lord is there and ready to communicate this newness in your life, a new confidence in his mercy, a new experience. And and he will give you hope when you're in those places, the the darkest times in your life. He's going to come each day and say, no, I haven't forsaken you. I'm with you. I got plans for you. Come on, walk with me. So this needs to be the reality of our lives. And if it's not the reality of your life, you need to ask yourself, why isn't it, right? Maybe there's something I need to do. Change your perspective. Change your habit. And I'm not going to ask the question, but how many of you, if you have to be at work, you know, you get up and it's it's just race till you can finally get out of the house and go, right? A bunch of you, you want to change that. Well, it's just five minutes. Say, I got to get up five minutes here. I have to talk with God. I have to spend some time. And I think you'd, you'd like to see that grow into a whole lot more. But so this idea of, of this, our lives being a present reality, not just a past experience. You know, think of this. Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount talks about how to pray. And he says, give us this day, this day, our what? Daily bread. And, and it's not just about food. It's giving you today, Lord, what I need today. That can't, I can't go back to the past and borrow that. You see that? No, it's today. What do I need today? I need to connect with God today about what I need today. It is a daily thing. And then I love Psalm 68 when it says, blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. I like that. Loading me with benefits. I don't necessarily know what they all are. But I know he's doing it. But what if I don't pay attention today? What if I just go my own way and do my own thing today? I can miss out on all of those kinds of things. Now, let me tell you how important it is that you make sure that, and again, how this connects, new song, right? What does that mean? Well, it means a new song happens today, okay? So that's what we're talking about. It needs to be a present reality, not just a past experience, because if you don't have that reality, if it's, if it's just in your past and it's not in your present experience, do you know what? You're, not only are you gonna miss out, but this has really some big repercussions in your own life and in the lives of other people. A few weeks ago, I think I mentioned uh, Israel after Joshua and the judges and what happened there, a progression. Uh, so let's just take a look at what are called generational decline. I'm talking about spirituality. Okay, so in the book of Judges, it says, so the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua. Now you think, who was Joshua? Joshua was the one who was out front leading them. Joshua was the one who prayed and, and, and God stopped uh, the sun and the moon and, and did that miraculous thing. 
Um, God's the one who brought down the walls of Jericho. I mean, Joshua was in the middle of experiencing God's working. God was real. And, and the people who were with him, they're fighting it. Okay, so they experienced it. And it says, so the people were faithful to God during that time. And then it says, so the people served the Lord all the days of Joshua and all the days of the elders who outlived Joshua, who had seen all the great works of the Lord, which he had done. So Joshua and those who were with him, they experienced these things. They were real in their lives. They were true. They had this walk with the Lord. And then the people who came after them, they had seen those things and they had heard about them, but they had not experienced them in their own lives. What happens next? When all that generation had been gathered to their fathers, another generation arose after them who did not know the Lord nor the work which he had done for Israel. And then the result, children of Israel did evil. So we have this generational decline, generation who experiences and knows uh, the working of God. Then we have the, the generation that follows that and has heard about it and, and, but hasn't really experienced it in their lives. And then we have the generation that has neither experienced it nor seen it nor heard it. And they walk away from the Lord. Man, this has ramifications in so many places in so many ways. So let me just say a real quick practical one. This is why if, if you were a parent or even a grandparent at this point, it is so important that... Let me back up just a minute. As parents, we want to teach our children the truths of God. I was adamant about doing that and trying to make sure they had a biblical worldview and understood the scriptures and how it applies and all that. that's all very very good but you know in my life God saved me and he he changed me and I experienced that and because you know I had 19 years of not being saved and then saved since then God uh, taught me about finances taught me to give and he provided for me in miraculous ways you know and talking with people stepping out in faith and quitting a job to go to school and learn all these kinds of things and, and God has done other things I, I'm not going to keep telling the stories now but I experienced this very much in my life but I realized something and, and I, didn't, I didn't do as good a job as I should have with it because like I already said we have our big things we learn right and they are in our past and we trust God because of those things but I realized one of the things that my kids need and, and they got some of this but your kids need it too. And that's that I needed to take them on a journey with me where they experienced the reality and working of God with me. You understand? That they become that first generation with me. That they don't just grow up here and, you know, what happened to dad. They grow up, what happened to them? You know, I know... I, I know at least two of my kids, and the others could tell stories, but where we actually said, we're going to do missions, we're going on a missions trip, we're doing this, we have to ask God to provide and lead and work and all those kinds of things, and, and where they experienced it. They experienced it. And um, the sermon's not about parenting here, but what I want you to see is it matters that we are living for the Lord today. How long has it been since you've taken a step of faith in your life? How long has it been to where you really, you had to take a step out and, and trust God in that? 
probably too long. You know, let's keep pursuing the Lord and so that, that when we're singing a new song, it's coming out of a life that is a, we're walking with the Lord and we have a present reality with Him. It's not just a past experience, okay? All right, and that brings us to the, to the fourth one here. We are, when we're singing a new song, we're singing about an ongoing expectation of God working in our lives. So this idea of a new song, has God worked in your life? Seriously, at any point, don't worry about when it was. Has God ever worked in your life? If you let him, he'll work in your life today. And I guarantee if he's worked in your, you've experienced him working in your life in the past and you, he's working in your life today, that you can count on the fact that he's going to work in your life in the future. Now, I have had a few times in my life where as I looked at my life at the moment, the future just looked like a dark cloud. Looked like a dark place. Do you know what I found out? When you get there, God's already there. He's faithful. He's going to do. He's going to keep doing all those things that he said he was going to do. You can count on it. So it's an ongoing expectation of God working in our lives. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, the Apostle Paul talking about the worst time of his life, the hardest time of his life, being uh, depressed and not knowing how in the world they were even going to go forward or if they could go forward. And he says this, he says, we, God let this happen to us that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God. He says, in God who raises the dead. But then he says this, God who delivered us and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. And so when we sing a new song, there's new things coming. There are new ways God is going to work in your life if you, if you cooperate with him. There are new things that he's going to do. He's going to be faithful in the future as well. The Apostle Paul talks about living this way in, in, in Philippians chapter 3 when he says, I press on, reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call in Christ Jesus. Paul had this confident expectation that, that what had been true of the Lord in the past and what he was experiencing now is going to be true tomorrow. And I guarantee you there are times in your life where you're going to find the place that if you don't believe that, you're going to be wiped out. And so remember that when you get to those darkest, hardest, most difficult places in your life, God is faithful. He's going to work in your life as you go forward with him. And then think, and I'm sorry, I got the wrong reference up here again to go to the next one. And this is in Revelation chapter 21. It says, then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. That's where we're headed. Could you use a few new things in your life? We'll sing a new song. You know, and the practical way that this works for us is that when we sing a new song, and let me just be, you know, I, I think you guys know, sometimes I bet when, you know, Melanie or somebody says, hey, we got a new song for you today. Some of you go, oh, another one. Some of you would like that. But the, the idea is that what we want to do is let a new song take us to a new place in our lives. Let a new song. Maybe it's the same old truths, but spoken in a new way, sung in a different way. All those kinds of things that bring it into our lives and say, okay, wait a minute. 
all right, I'm going to worship the Lord in this. And this new song is good because it, it stirs me up. It, it unsettles me. It, and what it's going to do, it's going to remind me that God is the one who's at work. Right? It's going to remind me that there's a newness about this life that I have with the Lord. It's going to remind me of how important it is that I live it today and each day. And then it's going to remind me that God going to do something new in my future that's good and better. So, sing a new song. Let it be your mindset about how you live Christian life. And then when we sing a new song, man, respond to it and let God work in your life. Okay? Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that you have given us a new song. You've put a new song in our mouths so that as we live this out, people can see it and you can be glorified in us. Lord, help us to see this about certainly much more than a, a new tune and new words, but Lord, about our lives. And I do pray especially for us, Father, that each and every one of us here would just see the crucial importance of today. If someone needs to be saved, Lord, they only have today. I pray they'd see that. All of us, Lord, that today is the only day that we can live for you. And I pray that we would live not in the past, but based on a really vibrant life with you today. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Before you go, if you find yourself experiencing that you know, staleness, you say, man, I don't know about that newness. How do you experience it? Whatever. I'd be glad to talk with you or talk to some other mature Christian, and we can help you get there, okay? All right. God bless you. Have a great week. Uh, and just so real quick, one last thing. Back announcement mode. We could use some help with getting things to the picnic and back next week. So if you have a vehicle that might have a little room and you could tell us, we'd, we'd appreciate it. Thank you.